يظلم فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا ولا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله بلغ الرساله وادى الامانه ونصح الامه وكشف الغمه وتركنا على المحدث البيضاء اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا وقدوتنا محمد بن عبد الله وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظروا نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله ان الله خبير بما تعملون in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the gracious, the compassionate, the merciful. I bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah, the creator and sustainer of the heavens and the earth. And I bear witness that Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his final messenger. Your brothers, dear sisters, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, 10 days into the month of Ramadan. It's hard to imagine. And 20 to go. And these are blessed days of Allah, as we're all aware days in which we're summoned to really push ourselves because the opportunities might not come again. And I'm aware of uh, some individuals in the larger community who passed away this week. May Allah extend our lives in this month to allow us to worship Him and to be accepted by Allah. For the worship that you perform, for the du'as that you have delivered to Allah for them to be answered. And for Allah to give each and every one of us here the ability to stand up at night to stand up in prayers and in du'as, and to push ourselves and our families, seeking the mercy of Allah, and may Allah grant us the al-Qadr. Here it is, brothers and sisters. Let us, inshallah, continue to push, and even if you wane down a little bit, it's okay, inshallah, it's okay. Allah looks at the little, if sincere, and will bless them, inshallah. Keep making du'a to Allah for you to witness the al-Qadr, inshallah. You never know when it will come, but it's coming soon, inshallah. Today, brothers and sisters, I want to reflect with you on something that has everything to do with the month of Ramadan that we cannot miss out on. Something that is having to do with our dua to Allah Azza But you will see what I mean, inshallah, when I reflect on the dua of Ibrahim that we touched on a few nights ago in our first night of Taraweeh. But I want to elaborate on, elaborate on it, inshallah. These are the words of our beloved Prophet Ibrahim who exemplified faith. Because at the end of the day, we need to ask, what are those things we need to cling on to? Nurture and cultivate in our lives that can really turn our lives around. Pay attention to this. Allah says uh, on the mouth, on the tongue of Ibrahim 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 Allah says regarding Ibrahim, and when Ibrahim rose the foundations of the Kaaba, which is it was a, it was a collaborative effort of father and son for the sake of Allah. What a beautiful spirit. So when they performed this and they completed, what did they do? It was a, a tremendous feat, but ultimately it was, a, a, it was a, an answer to Allah's command to build the Kaaba. They turned to Allah's father and son. I really wanted to imagine this scene. Father and son, perhaps kneeling down, <coughs> raising their hands to the heavens in unison, making dua to Allah, raising their hands. Oh Allah, accept our hands. I am subhanAllah, I'm picturing this. Father and son, their energies feeding off of each other, both joining each other in faith, both turning their hands to the heavens. What a beautiful sight that is missing in our days. Right in our lives, for father, mother, and children to be making dua together, Allah's hearing. Then they say the following: First, the concern is all oh, Allah accept our efforts. 
Number two, Rabbana waj'alna muslimayni laka wa min dhuriyatina ummatan muslimatan lak. Oh Allah, make us Muslims to you. They're concerned about their future. And the number one concern they have on their minds after building the Kaaba. I mean, if I build the Kaaba, I'll be like, who's like me, right? I'll be like writing up on my resume, you know, declaring the news to the whole world. I'm going to build the Kaaba, right? And I'm set for Jannah. No, they're humble, they're concerned. Oh Allah, make us Muslims. How can you ask to be Muslim after building the Kaaba? Because they understand faith is from Allah Azzawajal, father and son. Father is concerned about the son. Son is concerned about the father and about himself. Oh Allah, make us Muslims. They don't stop. Oh Allah, from our children, from our children, bring Muslims to you. And show us how to serve you, oh Allah. Show us, because we don't know how to serve you. We don't know about the symbols. We don't know about the duties, the rituals. You're the one who shows us. Then they say, Rabbana wabaafihim rasulan minhu. Oh Allah, send amongst this next generation that we don't see, somebody from amongst them. Yatlu alayhim ayatik, who recite your words to them. Someone who will teach them the book and the wisdom, someone who will purify them. What are they making a dua about? About the future generation. This dua for me sums up so much about faith. And I'm going to break it down into two parts. Part number one. Brothers and sisters, I want you to imagine what they're making dua for. They're making bold prayers. They're daring to ask for big things they don't even see in their own lives. First, they're asking God for themselves. But I want you to imagine the certainty, the level of certainty, with which Ibrahim, father, and son Ismail are making the dua. Do you imagine their hearts to be shaky at that moment, doubting Allah? Do you imagine them thinking to themselves, oh, come on, Ismail, stop it. Don't make silly duas, right? Don't make these duas that are impossible, that are so far out. No, encouraging each other to make duas that appear to be impossible. Future generation of Muslims. Someone from amongst them who will become a prophet. What are they doing, brothers and sisters? They're turning to Allah with utmost trust, fulfilling the most essential thing of our relationship with Allah, which is to turn our hands and ask. Ask, ask. Do we not know that Allah loves to hear your voice and my voice? Do we not know that the most beloved thing to Allah you can be doing in the month of Ramadan? That this entire salah, that this fast, that hajj, it's all about learning how to turn to Allah and say, Rabbi, oh my Lord, oh my cherisher, oh my nourisher, I need you. To acknowledge our need for him, and then to acknowledge he hears you right now. And this, in this moment, do you really feel, sense, are you conscious of the fact that Allah hears you right now, sees you, he knows about your inner thoughts and needs, weaknesses, desires, those things that are breaking you, that hurt inside of you, I don't know about it. You don't even know enough about your own hurt. Allah right now knows about it. He hears about the whispers inside of you. When no one hears you. When, you're, when your loved ones don't pay attention to you, Allah is paying attention around the clock with undivided attention. But He's telling you and me, can you please turn to me and ask, who would do this, brothers and sisters? But someone who's so boundless in His giving and so merciful. And no matter how much we turn away from Allah, He, said, he keeps saying, come back and ask. The most beloved thing to Allah in our worship is du'a. Is du'a. The Prophet says all of worship is du'a. Think about it. What do we learn about in, in salah? We learn how to talk to Allah. In fasting, right before we break our fast, we, we learn that the Prophet says whoever turns their hands to Allah and asks, Allah will give. 
Allah tells us in Surah Al-Baqarah right after commenting on Ramadan, on your fast and my fast, the next verse, Allah says, when my servants ask you concerning me, tell them I'm near. You know, he's pleading with us. I am near you. I am near you. I answer the prayers of anyone who asks. He never says a believer. He never says righteous. Anyone. Even those who disbelieve in me, in that moment of weakness when they're breaking down, you know, when all doors of life have closed up on you, when you feel so discouraged, hopeless, that you might start believing in Allah, I mean, the hearts automatically start turning up to the heavens. In that moment, it doesn't matter what your past is, you can be the most wicked criminal. You turn your hands to me and your heart and ask sincerely, I'm going to answer. Allah delivers a promise. The question for you and me today is how many of us are believing in the promise of Allah? And believe, when we make dua, our duas are not going to be based on our abilities, our conceptions. No. I'm going to make dua based on Allah's promise. Allah promises boundless giving. Allah says, when you ask me, I'll give you. Allah says, once again, please ask me and I'll give you. The question to you and me today, do you really believe Allah will give you? Do you really believe Allah hears you? Or are we amongst those who are assaulted by the shaitan? Because the shaitan, as soon as you start making extraordinary du'as, because most of us are making ordinary du'as. You know the good old, boring, trivial du'as? We kind of learn them, we don't even know what they mean, but we feel good about making them because du'as feel good. But we never thought about exceeding those limits. We ask for simple things, which is good. But we never bother to think, Allah can give me anything. Allah answers me. Allah, if He doesn't give me the thing that I'm asking for, He'll give me something better. But nonetheless, Allah hears me. And He promised that for each request, He'll give me. So let me ask for big things. Let me ask for my faith. Let me ask for healing. Let me ask for children. But let me ask for the children I don't see. Because Allah is boundless. He created the heavens and the earth. Brothers and sisters, how many of us make du'as that give us goosebumps? You know in a du'a, you put your heart into it. It is so ambitious. It is so imaginative. It is so great, it leaves you with goosebumps. You stand up feeling faith, feeling trust, feeling courage, feeling strength. How many of us have made du'as like this in Allah? Day in and day out, not putting conditions on Allah. And saying, oh Allah, it is up to you to answer when you want to answer. But you answer. Oh Allah, you might not give me what I'm asking for, because you know better. But you'll give me something better, because Allah gives. Allah knows what's best for us. How many of us are making du'a like Ibrahim Did you not know, brothers and sisters, of all the things we learn in our faith, it comes down to learning how to talk to Allah and ask, but ask with courage. Boldness, daring to ask for big things from this world and from the hereafter and regarding faith. This is fundamental to our needs. It is up to us to ask. If all you ask for is a penny, maybe all you'll get is a penny or half a penny. But how many of us think, I'm going to think bigger than this? But my thoughts are not going to be about this worldly affairs. I need things to make it in this life to be successful. But I'm going to ask for the greater things. I'm going to ask for my needs. The needs of my family, the needs of my community, the needs of my children. But I'm going to ask with trust for Allah Azza wa I am as my servant thinks of me. What scares me the most, what scares me the most of all things I've learned from this faith, 
What concerns me the most, and I see others and I deal with them, is one thought that, that really concerns me, is when I see or hear that someone is doubting Allah. If you ask me, Brother Tariq, what is the one thing you're concerned the most about? I say doubting Allah. Because if you doubt Allah, all you see is doubt. All you witness is doubt. And if you ask for a little, all you give is a little. Allah already gives you without you asking. Imagine if you ask. And imagine you appreciating the fact that Allah loves to hear your voice. Loves to hear your voice and my voice. That's why the prophets made dua day and night. And they made dua for what appeared to be impossible things. Zakaria at a very old age, extremely old, people will look at him and say, okay, just prepare for your death. And this man, his wife is barren, doesn't, cannot bear children. She's already old in age, and what does he say? Rabbi habdi min adunka wa No, 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 I'm dealing with Allah. I'm gonna turn my hands. You guys do not understand the trust that I have in my heart. Allah hears and sees. And if he doesn't give me that particular thing, he'll give me something even better. But he answers, Rabbi, my nurture, my nurture, heavenly, grant me from you. I don't deserve it. I'm, I'm asking for these things, and I, and I picture myself getting them, not because of my talents, not because of my strength. No, no, no. I'm asking you because of your strength. Grab me from you as a gift, waliya, someone who will inherit me. Inherit the faith. What did Allah just say? <clears throat> he granted him hope. Hope, brothers and sisters, Yahya. Yahya. A young man who will come to exemplify exemplify faith. Imagine somebody in their 80s and 90s and they bear a child. What is Allah showing us? Miracles. Allah can make the impossible possible. Question is, are we believing the power of Allah And are we asking for the things we need to be asking about right now? Understand Allah hears you and sees you right now. All you have to do is trust in Allah and ask big. Make bold prayers, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> Number two in his God of Ibrahim. So he made these bold prayers with trust in Allah in a beautiful scene with his son, very intimate. You can see faith growing in that dua. And dua can transform us. Because dua is about hope. It's, not a, it's about not being negative and, and pessimistic. Allah wants you to feel good. And to make you understand someone has your back, it's Allah Azza wa No one can answer you like Allah. No one can hear you. No one can appreciate your pain like Allah Azza if the whole world abandoned you, I have Allah Enough. Enough. They went on to make another dua. And I commented on it briefly. They made dua for their future children. They don't see their children. They don't see the future generation. But nonetheless, they're making what appeared to be an impossible dua. Make all of the Muslims. Make them Muslim. Bring from amongst them a leader who will teach them, who will guide them because we're not going to be here. Brothers and sisters, they'll get fulfilled. Absolutely. They did witness it. Nope. They didn't see it. Ibrahim and Ismail didn't see us. They didn't see Prophet Muhammad sallallahu They didn't see his children. They didn't see the community of Mecca and Medina. They didn't see anyone. Allah fulfilled every bit of their dua and he recorded this Quran, this dua for you and me in this Quran for us to learn how to ask. Ask for now and ask for your seeds. How many of us are making honestly? Dua not just for our children and grandchildren, but the children of the grandchildren. And the children of the children of the grandchildren. For generations to come until the end of time, say, Oh Allah, grant me from my seed. Generations and generations of the faith. 
Ya Allah, send them people who will guide them. Ya Allah, I'm making this dua without fear. I trust for Allah to answer their duas. Brothers and sisters, you know what you'll be doing if you make this, these duas day in and day out, whenever you can? Your children, the future generation, will come into this world covered <coughs> with your duas. You think your duas and my duas will make a difference. Sometimes we doubt. You have no idea what you've just begun. The process you've just begun. The heavens have opened for you. You just sent a wish to the heavens. The heavens have opened. Allah assigns angels to make amis to your and my duas. And literally you turn the wheel of motion from the heavens for Allah to step in and make things happen. Allah's waiting for your duas. Brothers and sisters, our children and their children until the end of time will come into this world covered, touched by the blessings of your duas. And that dua could make the difference in their lives. How many of us believe that? That my dua right now, for the children of my children, of my, the children of my children and their children until the end of time, my dua right now affects them, touches them. That they'll come into this world, find healing, strength, guidance, faith, because you right now trust in Allah Azza and you ask. How many of us can ask like Ibrahim ask? Brothers and sisters, this is one of the most extraordinary gifts that we need to learn in the month of Ramadan. Not only to learn how to ask for ourselves, because you know it's one thing to ask for yourself. And it's a great thing. It's beloved to Allah. Allah wants you to ask for all of your needs without a shadow of a doubt in your head. But it's one thing to think about my needs, my concerns, my 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 dreams, my wishes, my problems. It's quite another to take the next step and make God for others. How many of us care for those around us so much that we make God for them day and night, understanding it's one of the most beloved acts to Allah. It's a key that will open treasures that are unimaginable. And it's one of the things we need to learn how to do in the month of Ramadan. Let me share with you a hadith of the Prophet about this amazing treasure. Amazing treasure. The Prophet your brothers and sisters, says that he says the supplication, the prayer of a Muslim for his or her brother or sister without them knowing is answered. Guaranteed. Right now, you make the dua to your, I mean, dua for Anas, Anas makes dua for me, answered. Right away. No barrier between it and Allah has But he goes on to say something amazing. He says, عند رأسه ملك موكل كلما دعا لأخيه بخير قال الملك الموكل آمين ولك بمثل By the head of the person supplicating is an assigned angel. Assigned angel. Dedicated to one mission, to one deed. Whenever he hears you making dua for someone else, he says آمين and you shall get the same. He has no other job. Brothers and sisters, these are the words of the love of the beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi Who amongst the things, the daily things, practices needs to do is to make dua for you and me and for everyone around us. How many of us have that level of concern? To care for people around us so much that you can say, I can't do much for you. In your head, like you see people who are broken, people who are hurting, who, are, who, have, who have no ability to overcome their challenges, they're struggling. And maybe on their own, they cannot make it. Maybe on their own, they will not be guided. Maybe on their own, they don't know how to fix their problems. 
how many of us recognize that maybe your dua and my dua will make the difference in their lives? Brothers and sisters, this is from the tradition of Prophet Muhammad. We underestimate the power of our duas for others. Your dua might be the reason to lift them up and turn their lives around. Aisha, the wife of Prophet Muhammad, she was around and he's so loving and affectionate. In that moment of joy, of, of love towards him because of his kindness, because of his generosity, she looked at him and said, Oh, Prophet Allah, make dua for me. Make dua for me. And he right away, he doesn't say, I don't have time for you, Aisha. I'm busy. I'll make dua later. Don't you know already make dua for you? None of these Right? He, in front of her, turned to Allah. And he said, Allahumma aghfir li Aisha. Ma taqaddam min dhambiha wa ma taakhir. Wa ma asarbat wa ma a'lana. Oh Allah, forgive Aisha for all of her sins, the ones that preceded and the ones in the future, the ones she has concealed and the ones that she has not concealed. Aisha started to laugh. Laugh so hard. Laugh out of joy that literally she was by the Prophet by him, her head, her head fell on his lap from laughter. You know when you laugh so much you cannot contain your belly, right? She literally fell on his lap from laughter. And he didn't say, hey, get off of me, right? He comforted him. And he looked at him and said, Aisha, why are you laughing? Right? Are you laughing because of the dua I made? Right? She said, oh, Prophet of Allah, who wouldn't be happy from hearing such a dua? Who wouldn't be happy from hearing your dua for them? So she's laughing so hard out of joy. And he said, oh, Aisha, don't you know this dua I made for you is a dua I make for every Muslim. Every day. Every day, brothers and sisters. This is faith. This is indeed faith. Allah goes further and He says to you, you have no idea. Your presence right now in your life. I want to ask you, do you think we made it to where we are in our lives and our home? Raise your hand. Say, mashallah, so good, so successful, so intelligent. I made it all on my own. You have no idea. First, we recognize the people who care to care for us. Our mothers raised us. Maybe we forget. Don't forget. Right? Pray for them. Pray for your parents. There are people, friends, mentors. People who counsel you, they help you out. See, you might remember those things, but there are concealed ones, hidden figures. You don't even know about who have been making dua for you. Don't you know this? And maybe those duas are the ones that brought you to this point in your life, that have been there to open doors for you, to heal you. Maybe you were about to have an accident on the road and, and Allah saved you. It's probably because of a dua of something. You don't even know about it. Brothers and sisters, this is one of the most powerful things we can reap in this life, the du'a of others. And we already have been the recipients of the du'as of countless hearts. Don't you remember when your mother was raising, making du'a for you day and night? Well, I remember my own mother. With tears in her eyes, making du'a for her children and their children, etched in my head. So you are where you are because of these powerful du'as. Allah loves du'as. Allah gave us this tool. The question is, we always deny the du'as of others. Aren't we happy when others make du'a for us? I tell you, the loveliest thing I can hear, the greatest thing, is not, oh, you look good today. No, no, no. It's when somebody tells me, brother, today I made du'a for you. A dear brother of mine, he just came back from Amr. Hugs and kisses. I was waiting to hear something. And he delivered. He knows me so well. He said, brother, today, I have no idea how much du'a I made for you around the camp. I said by name, right? I said by name. For your children, one by one. Brothers and sisters, it lifted me. It healed me. It made me feel like someone cares enough to make God, but I understood the power of God. There are God's inshallah are answered. How do you feel when somebody tells you that? 
How are you so bothered to say, Brother Abdullah, make him dark for you? I see that he's not feeling well, I send him a text. I'm thinking about you. Make him dark. Well, why, brothers and sisters, in this week, three emails came to me from kids in the community, young people, broken. And well, why, brothers and sisters, it shattered me. Month of Ramadan, when we were experiencing joy, eating together, there are broken hearts in our kids. One of them complained about a broken relationship amongst her parents, yelling and screaming in the house. Another told me, my older brother doesn't listen to any of us, and he's yelling at my mother all the time. He doesn't know Allah. A third saying, I'm torn apart. She just got married not too long ago. Torn apart from problems left and right, I don't know who to turn to. I don't know who to turn to. Well, brothers and sisters, I just thought I didn't want to look further at the email. I said, who am I? What can I do? Well, brothers and sisters, I remember this word of the Prophet. I said, turn to, the, to Allah with du'a. Turn to Allah with du'a. You might not be able to offer a right or a lift to somebody because you don't have a car, but you can offer a du'a. And du'a is more powerful. Brothers and sisters, that's our mission on earth to heal and lift those who are in our lives with du'as at a minimum. And to offer and extend that help. But Allah, you'll cover them with blessings. You're gonna touch their lives. That du'a of yours might make all the difference in their lives. May Allah make us among those who turn to with trust and make du'a to others. We ask Allah that He forgives our sins, that He pardons us, that He makes us among the people of Jannah, that He answers all of our supplications. They believe in Allah, but they do something else. 
Their job, not in the right now, in the seventh heaven, around the throne of Allah, is to make God for you and me. Oh Allah, forgive them. Oh Allah, forgive them and pardon them for whatever they have done. Oh Allah, join them with their children and their parents in Jannah. Please go to verse 7 and 8 in Surah Ghafir and learn from the angels who are making God for you and me to make it. If you think we made it on our own, right now, there are infinite angels making you God for you and me for us to learn this powerful thing. If we've learned nothing else in this month but this God, the ability to make God for ourselves and others, with full trust in Allah, the Lord tidings to you and me. Brothers and sisters, I want to tell you about a couple of little stories. One of them is about this young sister who now works with me. Phenomenal human being. Phenomenal. Like the work, the production she does is equivalent to what a thousand men will produce. And I'm not exaggerating. Dedicated and dedicated. She's now overseas serving, helping with refugees and helping amazing, in amazing causes. Four years ago, I'll never forget, she walked up to me after the hotel. We could see the sadness in her face. She said she spoke with me, but this is at the time she said the following. She said that she didn't believe much in Allah She also said she was in depression. She was suicidal as well. I didn't know really what, what, what can you say in two minutes. I've said what I've said, and I, in front of her I made dua. We made dua in passing all the time. Well, I'll never forget when I looked at her face and there were tears in her eyes. And she said, what did you just say? And I said, I just said, Allah bless you. She said, she was shook. She said, I've never heard someone make God for me. I've never heard someone make God for We take it for granted, verses. That was a turning point in her life. Turning point. I would love for you to witness her story right now, where she is. You never know if your God will make this someone. Another father came to me, I'll never forget four years ago, at, a, at the University of Maryland. He came to me, his daughter just started college, and he, he walked up to me, he says, you don't know me, my name is such and such. And I'm struggling with my daughter. And she's right there. And she's far from faith, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What do I do? I said, number one, inshallah, we'll work for you. But number one, please, day in and day out, make dua for your daughter. He says, I already do. I said, continue to make dua. Make dua with trust in Allah. Wallahi, brothers and sisters. But Allah, I'll never forget. A year later, he came to me. And he said, brother Tariq, do you remember the time when you asked me to make dua for my daughter? I said, absolutely. He said, I've been making God every day, and Allah answered. His daughter, I know her, she's been transformed. Brothers and sisters, Allah's looking at our hearts right now. Dua's work. Dua's work. But if we have doubt with Allah, then maybe that's what we'll get. Nothing but doubt in our lives. One of the things that I like to do, maybe you can learn it. Recently, I just thought about it. When I look at faces of people making God, you know, you can see the intensity in their faces, especially after Salah. Maybe before they break their fast, I'm looking at their faces. I love to see it. Just to see this and say, I don't know what they're saying. But they're saying something they care for so much. You know what I do? I just say, Amin. Amin to your God. May Allah answer you. They don't even know what I'm saying. But I say, May Allah answer you. May Allah answer your God right now. Because I know you have some amazing need that you need answered right now. May Allah answer it. I don't know it. But I trust Allah will answer Imagine, I want to conclude with this. Imagine if all of us start making God for each other. I received two du'as today for people who are sick in the community. I love it when I receive these du'as. But they're counting on you and me to make that sincere God that can make a difference in their lives. Maybe you are that source of meaning in their lives. Maybe you are the miracle in their lives that Allah has sent. They're not accidents. When I got these two requests, they're not accidents. I'm not an accident to you. 
You're not an accident to me. If somebody walks into your life and you see a need on them, if you pay attention, Allah sent it to you for you to make God. And maybe you are the vehicle that will open the doors of mercy for them for their lives to turn around. Brothers and sisters, let us make God for each other, inshallah. Right now. Because this is one of the best things we can do in the month of Allah. In these extraordinary days, we witness amazing mercy from Allah Azza wa Not only to make God for ourselves and our children, but the future generations. For Allah to cover them with blessings. For them to be Muslim. For the brother and the sister around you, I'm going to ask, ask you for one thing, inshallah, later when you make du'a, before and after salah, think of a couple of individuals, maybe one, that you've never made du'a for, or you made little du'a for, some friend, some relative, somebody you know that think a little bit hard, and you know they have a need, please make du'a for them. And Allah shall deliver the same to you. If you make du'a for others, that's a seed you've sowed for your du'as to be answered. If you heal someone, Allah will. If you have opened the door for someone, Allah will open countless doors for you. Blessings will come onto your brothers and sisters. Let us raise our hands and make God like we've never made God know Oh Allah, you are the most beneficent. You are the most merciful. You are the most compassionate. You're the one who hears us and sees us. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, you are the one who assigned angels right now to make God for us and our children to gather in Jannah and to be forgiven. Oh Allah, answer the du'as of the angels for us, Ya Allah. Answer their du'as, Ya Allah, for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, grant us guidance to you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, guide our hearts to you, Ya Allah. Steer our hearts and souls to you, Ya Allah. Accept our efforts in this blessed month of Ramadan. Make us witness Sayyidat al-Qadr, Ya Allah. Answer all of our du'as, Ya Allah. Make us among these who among those who make dua for ourselves and for our brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, forgive our brothers and sisters. Pardon, Ya Allah. Open doors of healing and blessings and strength, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, open doors for them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, heal them from their pains and their wounds, Ya Allah. Fulfill their needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill their needs, Ya Allah. Heal their hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, gather our families upon your remembrance, Ya Allah. Heal the broken families in our communities, Ya Allah. Make us among those who care for others, Ya Allah. Make us a source of compassion for others, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, in this moment we are aware that you hear us and you see us, Ya Allah. You're aware of those hidden needs that we have in ourselves that we don't even know about, Ya Allah. Fulfill our needs, Ya Allah. Answer us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us, Ya Allah, goodness in this world and goodness in the hereafter, Ya Allah. Remove our concerns, heal our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, grant us the ultimate ameens, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the ultimate ameens, Ya Allah, the fulfillment of all of our du'as and the gathering, Ya Allah, of our souls with our families in the companionship of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Jannah al-Fadaus. Allahumma ameen, 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 Allahumma ameen,